Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Power Life TV broadcast. Pastor Brian. And Pastor Tasha. Here to give you another great broadcast. Morning show. Yeah. Devotional. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had an early morning, huh? You did. Washing clothes and you Gosh. did. You sure did. I'm having a Hebrew mentality right now. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I, I'm having a Hebrew mentality. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm willing to work as as hard as I need to. And I, I'm, I'm golly. <laughs> this, Cinderella. Is, this is the day that the Lord has made. We, we will, will rejoice, rejoice and be glad in it. I wish one of our daughters was down here. Why? So they can do the dishes? No, so they can bring you your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why they're staying upstairs. Because <laughs> I hear the coffee brewing over there. Well, uh, we're excited about today. Today is one of our favorite days. Today is Wednesday. Yeah. And we are um, excited about bringing the word this morning as well as tonight, you mm. know. Uh, but we also want to be mindful of our friends and loved ones that are um, going through the grieving process yep, of yep. losing love, losing loved ones. And, yeah. uh, and 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 in the body of Christ, no one's lost. You know, I, that's I just, right. I have to make sure I say that, you know, uh, we know I, exactly where they are. Yeah, They're not lost. We know exactly where they are. They know exactly where we are. It's just like uh, if your loved one moves to another state, do you know which state they're in? Yes. And do they know what state you're in? Yes. So while we miss the body or we miss the presence, uh, we'll, uh, you know, we can rejoice in knowing where our loved one is. Yeah. And so, um, you know, just pray with us, you know, family, pray with our family. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm ready to release everything yet, but uh, just pray with our family that, you know, some of our loved ones. Uh, have gone home to be with the Lord. It is a time of celebration, but for the family, it could be a time of grief and they need comfort. Right. Yeah. So, so uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, we've been talking about an interesting topic mm -hmm. called the proper love of self. Right. Proper love of self. And, um, you know, you might think, so why is the proper love of self so important mm -hmm. well the bible tells us a lot about this subject mm -hmm. you know the bible says do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to mm -hmm. so then the word of god instructs us specifically not to have a conceited or an inflated love of self mm -hmm. but then in the new testament it comes back and it gives us some also some some distinct instruction it said to love our neighbor mm -hmm. as ourselves. Mm -hmm. so then it brings us to the point that we have to recognize that we cannot have low self-esteem mm -hmm. and still properly love others and a low and a low viewpoint of, of self you know a, lo, a low estimation of self right you know, um we we have to look at ourselves through our true identity mm -hmm. which is christ right you know right he gave us the identity mm -hmm. he's the one who purposed in us everything that we are called to do mm -hmm. and then he says you can't do this sad and despondent 
and full of despair and full of, you know, an opposition to the way I see you. Exactly. So then, you know, there is a level of conceit Mm -hmm. that goes along with having a very low estimation of self. Right. Exactly. There's a level of conceit because we were created in God's image. Then at some point we have to say, God knows more than I do. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I cannot rely on a low self image. I have to rely on the image in which he created. Yeah, yeah. And this is going to allow me the liberty to love others correctly. Well, James talks, talks about we need to look at the perfect law of liberty like it's a word, like it's a mirror. Mm. The, uh, the, the word of God is our mirror. It shows us what we should truly look like. You know, no, none of us really know what we look like, you know, unless That's we pop our, unless we pop our eyeballs out and flip it around and look at ourselves. We don't know what we truly look like. So we have to rely upon a reflection. Right. So we we missed the point that the the mirror gives us a flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Three dimensional mm-hmm. view. Uh, view of ourself and that we don't get the full view. We've never really seen. Yeah ourselves ourselves we've never seen ourselves. we can look at a film mm-hmm. we can look at a mirror we can look at a four-way or three-way mirror but we never truly lay eyes on ourselves, ourselves. exactly and see ourselves in our totality mm-hmm. so, well that's our physical state but that is also our mental state and and our spiritual state so <laughs> so very good. so let's look then let's go back to uh because people are being blessed by this message i mm-hmm. i got i'm getting reports about how you know, people are telling me, I, I want to learn how to love myself. I want to learn how to do this. So I've been doing this wrong. Yeah. So let's look at, again, First John chapter 4, verse 7, and just as a foundation, because I want to go somewhere different today. Okay. I want to talk about how do we let things go? Ooh. How do we even forgive ourselves? Such you know? a good. So verse 7 of First John 4 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. So mm-hmm. that... That, that connector there is not only everyone who loves God is born of God. Mm-hmm. It's good to say you're born again, mm-hmm. but you got to go deeper. Yes. I can't just say I know you. I mean, I, I can't just say, I, you know, I married you. I got to know you. <laughs> right. I have to know you, you right. know, uh, and how can I know you without knowing your word? Mm-hmm. And so it goes on to say this. He who does not love does not know God for God is love. Right. So we don't just know about God. We know him by his word. We know him by his word and we know him by his love. But isn't that the mark of how we were created? Because I know you by your word. Mm -hmm. I can tell you with a lot of certainty what you will say in most given situations and circumstances. Mm -hmm. And how is it that I could so accurately predict what you're gonna say, Mm -hmm. what you're gonna do? Mm -hmm. It's because I've spent time and I don't just think I know you. Mm-hmm. I know you. You know me. Exactly. So if you go down in verse 16 now of that same chapter, First John chapter 4, mm-hmm. it says, and we have known and believed the love. Mm-hmm. So we've known him through experience. Right. Not only do we believe in his love, we believe that he loves us, mm-hmm. but now I know he loves me. Right. Because I've experienced his love. Right. And then it says this. Uh, God is love and he who abides in love in love abides in God and God in him. Now, here's the consummation of love. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness mm. in the day of judgment, because mm-hmm. as he is, so are we in this world. So as we see ourselves today, 
so is he. Right. Well, let me back it up because, you know, I hate when people say, you know what? You look just like your brother. Wait a minute. I'm the oldest. <laughs> he looks like me. <laughs> he looks like me. <laughs> uh, 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 they tell my dad, you look just like your son. Wait a minute. He's the oldest. I mean, I look like him. Either way, you know, back to what I was saying. It says that love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. So he is the, he is the fountainhead, Jesus. Mm. We, we reflect him. Yes, that's right. We look like him. So as he is love, so are we love Mm. in this world. How do we know that? Because we've experienced him. Right, exactly. You know, uh, and so now I can have boldness in the day of judgment because I've, let's talk about our relationship. I have boldness in what I say about you, even though I may not see you because I know you. Right. For instance, somebody comes to me and says, I saw your wife hugged up with this guy in the mall, (laughs) you know, which will never happen, which, which will never, which will never happen. But I saw your wife hugged up with this guy in the mall. I would say, you are lying. Yeah, that would never happen. Yeah. Then they would say, well, how do you have so much confidence? Because I know my wife. I know my wife. Yeah. You have confidence in me. You have, you. we have experiential knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and I have, like, like it said before, given you my word. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? And when, when. I have more I have more than your beauty. I have mm-hmm. more than your your body. I have your essence. Right. And you have my yeah. You see what I'm saying? I right. have I, I know everything about you. Yes. And and I know what makes you tick. Well, people desire to know that about God. Yes, absolutely. And you know, you know, you know um Trust is the foundation of every relationship, every good relationship. And so Trust is built over time. Mm-hmm. It's built over times and times and times of staying in mm-hmm. the realm of truth. Mm-hmm. Truth is the bedrock of every good relationship. And, you know, oh, that's good. I've seen that's situations good. where people will not tell the truth in order to avoid a sticky situation. But the thing is that you're just prolonging uh, that great fall you're just prolonging so dealing good. with something that you That's need so to, to really address even though it might be uncomfortable in the moment mm-hmm. you know and i've heard the term white lies mm-hmm. well who told you that there was a level of good in indulging in something that's bad mm-hmm. there's no good in that mm-hmm. so then we so have good. to go back and say mm-hmm. Okay, so then what what do what do we do with mm-hmm. the situations where trust has been eroded and you know you know you blew it and you know now how do I handle it? Mm-hmm. Well, trust is not easily rebuilt. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this because we we recently got this question. What do what do we do? Mm-hmm. The trust has been broken. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to do, mm-hmm. but it can be done. Mm-hmm. But you have to be have two parties who are willing to do the hard work mm-hmm. of rebuilding the foundation of trust mm-hmm. when it has been broken. Well, to thyself be true. 
Yeah. So if I can't believe in my own truth, mm. then I will never believe in your truth. Yeah, right. <laughs> so right. so so trust is like you said, based on truth. But the first person we got to start believing, that's why I taught this in our Bible college and in, in the essentials of faith. And I said, don't even tell a white lie because right. a white lie trains your spirit to believe Mm-hmm. that you do not tell them the truth. So even for our children, you know, our children used to ask us, is, is Santa Claus real? Yeah, you know, and we would ask them, well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you mm-hmm. think he's real? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were times that they pressed us and we, and there were times that we said, you know, we think that when you're older, we'll talk about it, mm-hmm. but we never told them something uh, that wasn't true. Yeah. Yeah, because if we they may, can't believe us in the little thing, right, right, how can they trust us? You know, when we say, you know, when they are having image issues, and they say, "Well, does this look good?" Mm-hmm. You know, will we just say something to appease their feelings, mm-hmm. or will we tell wow. them the truth? That's so good. And so then we have to look at the bedrock of every good relationship, having a foundation of truth mm-hmm. and trust. That's so good. Now I want to jump into this thing about how do we receive the love of God? Verse 18 says, there is no fear in love. Yeah. So I'm not afraid when I know this love. Yeah. When I know this love, there's no mistrust. Mm -hmm. There's There's no no wondering. Yeah. Yeah. There's no anxiety. There's no anxiety there. Yeah. I don't stay awake all night wondering what you're going to do. Right. And you know, you might say, well, that's not how my relationship is going. Well, guess what? The, The best way to change a relationship is to start today. Mm-hmm. You have to start so, today to so do good. the hard work, yeah. you know, and it might mean, you know, sometimes uh, when you're rebuilding a foundation and mm. there's been cracks, you have to break it up first before you can lay some new cement mm-hmm. and before you can make it solid again. Mm-hmm. And you have to recognize when you have to go in and confront a situation. Now, anytime you're confronting a hard situation, then, you know, you are uh, attempting to have more than one outcome. Mm-hmm. It could go very badly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or it could end very well. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that as you address a situation that you give yourself the ability to have the best possible results. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. Conflict resolution, it has to start on a high note. In other words, when you're really distressed, it's very easy to go in and say everything that's wrong and get right to the heart of whatever issue is causing you anger, anxiety, and fear. But all that will do is lessen the the possibility of recovering mm-hmm. from a, a very traumatic situation. Mm-hmm. It's better to take two steps back, mm-hmm. to breathe, and mm-hmm. to pray, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to ask God to show you what is right, mm-hmm. first of all. Mm-hmm. And then you want to do this. We talk about this all the time. If you have a very hard thing to talk about, make a praise sandwich. That means you can start as high as you possibly can to address the situation. Mm-hmm. You're looking for the silver lining. You're look, looking for the pearl in every pile. Mm-hmm. You're looking for something good in that situation. And you start there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you address the hard issue. Yeah. And then I'm sure you talk it out in between and then you end on a positive note. The most positive takeaway 
that you can find. That's where you want to end. Mm-hmm. I want to, uh, and uh, and that's good. I, I really think though we have to deal with the the the, the self image of a person because yeah. you know it's hard to resolve Get a conflict. Get all that done. Yeah, it's, it's hard to resolve a conflict if you can't resolve the conflict within yourself. So true. And 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 this is why we're talking about having a proper love of self. How do I forgive myself? How do I let it go? Well, first of all, stop trying to perfect your love for God. Yeah, yeah. You you first of all learn how to receive love from him. So because good. it goes on to say in verse 18 there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. He who fears uh because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect or complete in his love. How did we say that? Verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. So now the we we've been putting we've been putting the cart before the horse. We've been trying to do right to get God to do something. No, we need to learn how to receive from God first so that we can resolve the conflict within ourselves. Right. No, no because I can't resolve a conflict with you. I can't properly love you if right. I don't know how to love myself. Right, yeah. And, and how do I love myself when I don't know how to, to receive God's love for, for me? Right. Amen? Yeah. You know, I, I want to talk about conflict resolution uh, when we can, like next week or whenever. Mm-hmm. But I think we have to address this issue of the war within. Yeah, it just kind of bubbled up. And I, yeah. you know, a lot of times when there is pressure in an area to talk about something you never intended on talking about, that's because there is an earnest expectation mm-hmm. on the other side. Mm-hmm. Somebody woke up with a problem mm-hmm. that they needed an answer to. Mm-hmm. And we helped answer the question for the problem that they're experiencing mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And, 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 and then too, take this also, if you can't resolve the war within, Mm. You won't be able to resolve the war without. Without, yes. And so let's talk about the art of letting things go. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Luke chapter 17, verse 1 through 4. It talks about uh, Jesus saying to his disciples, he said that it is impossible, but that offenses will come. In other words, every day of your life, you will have the opportunity to be offended. Mm -hmm. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Every day you'll have the opportunity to go through conflict. Every day you'll have the opportunity to get angry, get right. upset. You know, right. every day mm-hmm. we talked about criticism, contempt. We talked about um, stonewalling. We we talked about uh, what was the other one? Criticism, contempt, stonewalling, and uh, stone stonewalling is the last defensiveness. One. Defensiveness. <laughs> yeah. So we've talked about all of these outward manifestations. These the fruit right we, we've talked about the result but now let's 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 break down the cause right yeah you know let's get to the cause so he says so every day you're going to have an opportunity to be offended but woe until him through whom they come yeah yeah so it's one thing to be offended is another thing to be offensive, offensive. yeah yeah it goes on to say it would be better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he be cast into the seed that then he should offend one of these little ones. Right. So he's talking about the unlearned, the immature, you know, in, in one of the uh, this is mentioned in more than one of the Gospels. And in one of the Gospels, they put a little child in the middle. Mm. Mm-hmm. So so then Jesus is is making us see how we need to see mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. these opportunities for offenses. Exactly. That sometimes we don't even know it, but we're dealing with a child. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And you say, well, they, they're, child, they're 50 years old. They're 40 years old. It's 70 years old. But if they have not learned certain things, if they have not matured in certain and things. And especially in spiritual matters. Yeah. We that, have to recognize when a person is not mature in spiritual matters and they will give you natural childlike opposition. Mm, come on. Come on. They're just whining. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, they're just kicking and screaming right now needing some nourishment. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So we have to be wise in our dealings, mm-hmm. knowing who we're dealing with. But now look at the next verse. It says, now take heed to yourselves. Mm-hmm. Take heed to yourselves. Not, don't take heed to your neighbor. Right. Don't take heed to your spouse. Don't take heed to your coworker. Right. But take heed to yourself. Check yourself. So when it comes to a proper love of self, we have to first judge ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. You got to begin to say, why am I so touchy right now? Mm. Why am I so defensive right now? Why am I so, why do I need you to take care of me? You know, right. why, why do I need you to fix me right now? It's probably because we don't have a, 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 a revelation of the proper love of self. That's good. Yes. You know, once you learn how to take care of yourself, then... If your brother trespasses against you, mm. rebuke him. Mm. See, if, if when I know how to love myself, when right. my when my brother comes to hurt me, I can boldly say, you know what, that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that hurt. I don't have to take it all of the time. I don't have to digest it all of the time. And that's what a lot of people do. You know, we try not to look bad in front of people, so we take one on the chin mm-hmm. to not to prove that, hey, I love myself, you know, I'm, I can take up for myself. No, sometimes you just need to let the person know you hurt me. Yeah. You know, in our relationship, there, there are times when, you know, 26 years, I mean, we've learned a lot. <laughs> and and there, we've, we've offended each other. Yeah. You know, we've been offensive yeah. to each other. And, you know, even uh, recently I've had someone say, oh, I see how y'all get along. Y'all, you know, y'all, y'all have grown over the years. And, you know, I think we have digressed to come back mm-hmm. stronger mm-hmm. because in the beginning we really didn't argue. We didn't really, you know, uh, get as frustrated with each other. We already had an agreement to be friends. Mm-hmm. We had already decided, mm-hmm. you know, that we were going to be friends. Best friends. And so I think the pressures of life come on and then you start fighting each other rather than fight the problem. Mm-hmm. Preach. <laughs> Preach. That's right. Yeah. We began to fight each other rather than fight the problem. But then mm-hmm. as we took two steps back, we said, okay, Jesus, I need you. Mm-hmm. And maybe in your relationship, part of letting it go is saying, guess what, Jesus, I need you. I need you. Because yeah. I've been trying to do this on my own. That is perfect. That, that goes exactly <laughs> to where I want to say, because. Once I got this revelation that I need to learn to love myself, mm. I, have, I need to learn to receive the love of God. Now, when I hurt, I'm able to say, hey, I'm hurting. Preach. Now, when you when you understand, I love myself. You know, mm-hmm. God loves me. I love myself. So now you can boldly say, hey, hey, that hurts. You yeah. know, and I don't have the right now, since I'm learning to love myself as well, <laughs> I don't have the right now to say that doesn't hurt. I need to understand now when you're rebuking me and telling me something hurts, I now need to understand what can we do to fix this? Mm -hmm. You know, I may be the one causing the pain. Right. I'm the one being offensive. Right. So 
don't sit back and just take one on the chin all the time. Right. Love yourself enough to tell the next person, hey, what you did to me hurt me. Right. And to say, yeah, absolutely. And to say, um, you know, you may not realize it. There might be something in this story that you're not missing, mm-hmm. uh, that you're, you're not, not seeing, seeing. Yeah. you're not getting. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm not wanting to hurt you. Just like yeah. maybe you're not wanting to hurt me. You're just all in your head. Mm-hmm. And yeah. maybe my approach and helping you see my perspective, it needs to be laced with love. Mm-hmm. I need to love myself enough to, no matter how you respond, be able to mm-hmm. let it go, mm-hmm. to be able to Preach. not take on the offense. That's good. I said this the other day. I said, you know, there are some situations where so you're going to have to have enough love for two people. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> there are some situations where you have to have enough love for the next person who is not showing you the love you deserve, mm-hmm. who is not showing you the respect you deserve and the peace you deserve. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to have enough love for the both of you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when I look at this thing called uh, when your brother hurts you, rebuke him. And then if he repents, forgive him. That means that you can quickly let it go. Mm-hmm. Because I, I I received my love, you know. Mm-hmm. But now they say because I I hear this all the time. But am I supposed to just let them keep hitting me? Am I supposed to just let them keep abusing me? Mm. Am, am I supposed to just let them keep hurting me? I'm oh, telling yeah. you. I'm telling you. Once you start learning how to love yourself, and if they do come and apologize, you let them know I forgive you, mm. but I'm not going to let you keep hurting me. Mm-hmm. And, and and what that means is that you're not going to sit up there and get your gun or fight or, you know, kick somebody out the house. It just means that I'm going to constantly let you know when you're hurting me. Right. I'm going to constantly let you know that you're that this hurts. Mm-hmm. And that's what helped me mm-hmm. when you did that. Mm-hmm. You let me know. You said, hey, every time you hurt me, I'm gonna let you know. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I learn what areas not to go. I, I learn what places, what things not to do. I yeah. learn things not to say well you know i have to say i only learned that through reading yeah i I read books you know that's all i did is i read books and read books and read books and read books and that advice was consistent Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that advice was consistent because i used to think that things would go away if you tuck it away and don't look at it and don't Mm -hmm. address it that's right very much you know was a runner in the respect that it was easier not to fight Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. rather than to address or to, you know, to draw attention to something that was hurtful Mm -hmm. and, you know, just never learned the proper way to address an issue that hurt you. Mm -hmm. And so just through reading books and reading psychology books and uh, learning what to do in a situation that made you uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. it said, you have to say something. Mm-hmm. You have to. That's so good. You have to say something. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to be mean. You don't have to be loud, but you do have to say that hurts. That hurts. And it's mm-hmm. never wrong to so say, good. I feel mm-hmm. this way. Because mm-hmm. all you're talking about right then is you. Mm-hmm. But what is wrong is to go around pointing uh, fingers. Point fingers 
and accusing others. Remember, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Mm -hmm. If I knew the whole story, I probably wouldn't accuse you. And if I'm accusing you, that means I, I lack the love. I lack the love that I desire. Right. I, I, I'm not full on his love. I have a love deficit. So I have to accuse you to make myself feel better. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But yeah. when, I un when I'm full of his love, I'm living off the top of the barrel. Mm -hmm. Then I don't have to continue to accuse you. I can let you know what's hurting me. Right. And boldly receive your, you know, your repentance. Boldly receive your, uh, you know, I apologize. I boldly receive that. And I can let it go at that point. Right. Right. I can let it go. Well, you know, I, I noticed that in, in that verse, it talked about how many times you should forgive your brother. And Jesus said 70 times seven, mm -hmm. which is 490. Mm -hmm. Now we, we often think, you know, God is very intentional in everything he said. Mm -hmm. right, right now I'm teaching on end, end time and, and reading on the book of Daniel. And Daniel is the central hub of all end time prophecy. Do you know that in Daniel nine, it talks about how many weeks of rest should be upon the people of uh, the Jewish people. And God took 490 years of captivity, but he forgave his people. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. We, we, we're going to have to stay on this. We're going to continue to talk about this. I believe this is helping some people when you can understand this art of letting go, mm -hmm. when you can understand that God knows how to let it go. Mm -hmm. Even if it takes 490 years of captivity, he, he knows how to let things go. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta graduate. You know, right? He gave seventy years at some point for all of the years, 40, 490 times two. Mm -hmm. It was two four hundred and ninety year periods where the children of Israel dis um, mm -hmm. disobeyed, disobeyed God, God and, and so He said, him. "My love is long suffering." Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. My love is long suffering. I'll never give up on loving you. Yeah, Amen. So we're gonna come back tomorrow. We're gonna continue in this series talking about the proper love of self and the art of letting go. I pray you receive this word today. Let us bless you. The, the Lord, Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. We declare shalom and blessings over your life. And we declare that Jesus is Lord and he's upholding all things by the word of his power. Be blessed. We love you. We'll see you tonight. Amen. Amen.